Hello and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond, featuring music by Jasula. Find out more about Jasula and her amazing work at jasula.com. I'm just absolutely thrilled to be bringing back uh, the crew from tour that we had on in January. Say hi, everyone. Introduce yourselves. Uh, Oliver, they, them. Uh, I'm an EA editorial assistant over at Tor. Delighted to be back. Uh, hi, Thanks. I'm Renata, senior marketing manager at Tor. Uh, she, her. And I'm Rachel, a marketing manager at Tor. Also, she, her. Fantastic. Thanks for coming back. Uh, I, I had such a fun time. Uh, in January, we played a game called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Um, which was basically a, a a queer science fantasy game about feelings and sword fighting, essentially. And uh, they have agreed to come back to kind of play a longer game. So very excited to uh, begin with the first episode of several uh, of us playing even more Thirsty Sword Lesbians for you in a uh, multi-session series. Uh, how are y'all feeling about it? Delighted. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, Rachel's character slash Ivy like kind of saved us last time by semi seducing a like fascist captain that was hot, and <laughs> I'm very excited to see where their relationship goes. <laughs> I'm also excited to see if this gets me into more trouble than it was worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll really find out. Um, for those who um, have not gone back into the Gameplay Radio archive, which you can find basically anywhere you find podcasts, why don't y'all tell them a little bit about Tor, uh, which is, of course, a book publisher of science fiction and fantasy, um, and how that relates to Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Because <laughs> it does, kind of. Uh, well, we have lots of books about being gay and doing space crime, so, uh... <laughs> a lot of magic, a lot of swords, a lot of queer stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I would highly encourage everyone to go back and listen to, we did kind of an extensive interview about all of this uh, in January, but um, for the sake of an example of the type of books that Tor publishes, uh, why don't y'all tell us about one of the books that Tor is championing right now i think the one that probably relates the most that i can think of at the moment is winter's orbit but winter's orbit it's space princes that are you know they there's a lot of mutual pining and at at one point there's only one bed and a dramatic bear fight so you know as one does in space um but uh a, a very good one. I mean, another one that's coming out uh, March, so it's probably already out. Haha, is uh, a desolation called Peace, which is uh, the second in a duology that I just cannot get enough of. Uh, it started with a memory called Empire, which won the Hugo last year, and Love it's it. just so beautiful uh this is yet another place where i can just yell released i am a spear in the hands of the sun and then you'll all just have to read a memory called empire to know why that should make you cry (laughs) 
Well, there, there you have it. Some books you should check out if you want to learn more about uh, Tor. Um, but this series is about the gameplay, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. So let's make sure to get in that as soon as possible. Um, a little background again on the game, Thirsty Sword Lesbians uh, was created by Evil Hat Productions in partnership with Gay Spaceship Games, uh, with a creator and designer being April Kit Walsh. Um, the game was basically kickstarted in 2020 and uh, should have a full release hopefully soon. Uh, so go and check that out and support them because this is really uh, an incredible game with so many different like archetypes that you can play and different ways that you can play and explore. But really, again, it's about emotions in space, queer emotions in space. And it's, well, I mean, at least this version is. You can also play versions of this game where it's like uh, one of the other suggested play settings is... Um, lesbians in a coffee shop like <laughs> literally you can just like play this game however you see fit um so long as you're playing it respectfully and thoughtfully uh speaking of which we like basically the game has a safety tool built in here which is very important i mean the one we use actively is called the x card so whenever or if ever someone is uncomfortable with uh the way a story aspect is going is being going through either by me or one of our players they can say i'm going to use the x card and then we will stop and redo that scene so that we're not triggering or trauming anyone that's really not what we're here for the other thing that we have here is this very uh overarching rule here that no fascists or bigots are allowed um <laughs> Uh, there's a huge list of uh, places of uh, different groups of people that you must respect and support in order to play this game. And I'll read those because that's important to this aspect as well. So we, uh, in order to play Thirsty Sword Lesbians, you must support racial liberation, intersectional feminism and queer liberation, respect transgender people, non-binary people, intersex people and women, respect racialized people, respect Black, Indigenous, mixed-race people, and other people of color, respect sex workers, respect disabled people, respect immigrants, respect lesbians and other people with queer sexualities, respect people experiencing poverty or homelessness, respect neurodivergent people such as those on the autism spectrum, respect fat people and those of all body types, and you cannot demand that anyone educate you about their marginalizations. Um, this is all extremely important and the rules and guidelines that we are going to be practicing as we play. And of course, if any of us have moments where we stray from this path at all, hopefully we will call each other out for it or, or call each other in to the fact that we're doing it incorrectly. Um, and then we will take that to heart and try to learn on our own time. So those are the safety tools. <laughs> um, and I am just thrilled to be playing this game again. So I would love for our characters to introduce themselves, but first let me just give y'all a couple of little updates that are happening at Radio Free Brooklyn. Little promos, you know, the, you know the deal. Here we go again. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. 
For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City and check out a live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. on Instagram.com slash cityrunningtours. Please, for the love of God, wear a mask if you do this. Also, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community in promoting media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community and to make shows and games like mine. Hey, please help by pledging whatever you can. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Hey, taxes. Uh, please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donates. Okay. Now let's get on with more gaming. I'm just like, let's move through it. Okay. So <laughs> let's introduce our characters. We heard a little bit about them last time, but let's... Let's do this again. Um, let's get some intros going. Um, Rachel, would you like to start? So my character is Ivy. Uh, she, her, she is a nature witch, uh, deeply connected to the environment, a plant geek baby gay, but despite this, she managed to successfully seduce our new captain last time around. So we'll see <laughs> where that choice takes us this time. That's Ivy, thank you. Uh, next up, how about Oliver? Introduce your character. Uh, my character is Tide, they, them, um, from the Beast playbook. They are a mountain during the roaming phase of 100 or 200 years, um, when the heart of our mountain is carved out by an incoming tide and the mountain can wander until they decide to settle back down again. Um, they uh, have like an intense look with like sharp edges and like almost stone skin. Um, they have a sword that's just a spike of a spike of rock, like a stalactite kind of thing. Um, and then to contrast this, they have silky, almost um, translucent, uh, like fancy clothing. Incredible. Well, thank you. And last but certainly not least, Renata, your character? Uh, my character is Braxel from the Scoundrel playbook. Uh, she, her, they, them. They're not precious. Um, <laughs> they answer to both. They are uh, somewhat of a shimbo dumbo pirate um they joined the rebellion as a pirate uh and now are a captain occasionally and pilot uh aboard our ship which is the sexy freedom plants yes it is <laughs> the sexy freedom plants um which, which they fantastically named last time. Uh, well, thank you. So we have our cast, our crew, Ivy, Tide, and Braxo, who, uh, as previously mentioned, are um, a, a trio who are members of the Haven. And for a little information on that, uh, this is, of course, um, a star-crossed galaxy setting game so that's kind of where the setting is 
Uh, and within space, within this space, um, there is a Haven Cooperative, which is a union of seven star systems with dozens of species and hundreds of cultures. Uh, and they're united by a shared commitment to cooperation and mutual learning. Um, the antithesis to the Haven is the Void Legion, an authoritarian and exploitative power that desires domination over the galaxy. And it is uh, run by the Empress. Um, who uses the might of her legion to expand and consolidate her power. So there's kind of the struggle in between them and also an independent star systems throughout with a patchwork of faster-than-light travel techniques, so lots of ways for them to travel about. Um, and the three of them, uh, last time, with a little, almost like a little prologue to their, to their adventure, um, went in on a rescue mission to uh, a couple of rebels, gave them supplies, and uh, picked up some some people who needed to be taken out of a dangerous situation. Uh, as they did so, they actually picked up another crew member who used to be, or who at the time was a member of the Void Legion, uh, and her name was Captain Denise Bycross. You know, uh, lanky but strong. Uh, she what has like kind of short, like chin length blonde hair, and is just exacting uh as an individual or at least so she seemed uh until she got into a sparring match with ivy who flirted with her and convinced captain denise bycross to uh join their crew which uh the captain agreed to only if she still got to remain captain of the sexy freedom plant so with the new captain they they parted and um, actually, so far, it's been an interesting journey. You know, uh, Captain Denise has been um, developing, like, there's been a slow developing relationship between her and Ivy. You know, they went on uh, a coffee date. And, um, you know, since then, they've been, you know, operating on the same ship, traveling around the, the galaxy. Um, and uh, at the behest of the captain, who has been... Uh, who introduced herself to the organizers of the Haven and has since been basically organizing your travel, like, and guiding where y'all are going. So the captain has gotten word of um, a big event taking place on the planet Samea. So the people on this largely water-based planet have developed an ability to manipulate water to their needs and thus hold magnificent, magnificent buildings resting safely on calm waters. Um, and on this fantastical planet, there is a galactic fencing tourney that is going to be taking place. Uh, this is a place where people are going to be battling for um, a ancient titan sword that was discovered in the planet's watery depths by Samaean archaeologists. Uh, the power of the weapon must be great, not that it's ever been used before and dueling is welcome here, essentially, and they're going to be people from all across the galaxy um, who are at high level of skill in battle, and there are many reasons for people of the Haven to be there. One, sources say that uh, some invited duelers are from the Void Legion, and you can't let them get the sword. Two, many of the duelers are independent forces who have so far remained neutral to the battles between the Haven and the Void Legion. Um, such skilled individuals would only be helpful in supporting the Haven's cause. So, with this in mind, the captain said that we must go, and has started to take you guys on a little travel adventure. 
Now, I figured in order to kind of warm up into the story of this, uh, we would do a little bit of travel, <laughs> a little bit of travel rolling. So I thought a really fun mechanic for this game, uh, for the Star Cross Galaxy setting, is there's this uh, special custom move. So it's called Cross Vast Distances. So when you undertake a journey across the stars, uh, there are a number of different prompts here that uh, the player characters must resolve as a group as they travel through the galaxy. So I figured to do a little bit of uh, setup here, we'd um, do a little bit of rolling um, through independent space as you are traveling to the planet Samea, because um, it just seems <laughs> kind of a fun, a fun thing to do. So I figured we would do that. Uh, and I would love for y'all to do that rolling for me. Um, the rolling for this game involves two six-sided dice. And when you're rolling in independent space, uh, you can roll plus the number of friends you can name who live near your root with a max of plus three. <laughs> so um, who would like to uh, roll first to travel through the galaxy to the planet Samea? I don't think that Tide has many friends around yet Aww. considering they're like <laughs> i mean <laughs> no they're just they're just they're in the beginnings of their journey you know and they're they're still exploring the lands and the space i should say <laughs> uh yeah but i'm i'm happy to to roll first despite that okay so roll 2d6 and let me know what your sum is that is a six. Okay. Um, oh no. <laughs> without so, friends to add to that. So that's the low end of the spectrum. Yes. We're rolling here. And okay. So with a six here, I'm going to say the growing influence of the void. So as you're traveling through independent space, uh, this is like the planet Samea is kind of farther out and you do have to go through um, a couple of light jump gates that kind of exist in the in the space universe and um, you're traveling through um, a particular expanse of space um, which is relatively like uh, kind of a less crowded area and the gate there um, is being guarded and monitored by the void legion so at like as you're passing through everyone who passes through that gate has to kind of pay some sort of a toll to the members of the Void Legion who are guarding that gate. What do y'all try to pay with? Um, I mean, we got some nice payment, uh, <laughs> middle finger-wise. It is holding up their middle fingers, by the way. Uh, how many are there? Could we fight them? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fund the Void League Legion. Um, I'm a pirate, a oh, former pirate. Oh, so. Captain, Captain, wait, Bycross wait, says, yeah. we, Captain Bycross says, we do need to pass through this gate to get where we're going in time. We can't can you go use, um Can you use your credentials, Denise? I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Mm, sounds like a yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta I, I, use would that, uh, I would rather that members of the Void thing. Legion don't know that I um, oh. disperse. Oh. So I is. Do you think that there's a way? Unless you think there's a way for me to lie <laughs> about it. I mean, do we actually? have- Can you impersonate someone anything? you don't like? Oh. 
What? Like a member of the Haven? Whoa. Are you, you saying you... you don't like us? All right. All right listen, so... I listen, I have agreed to join your your ship, of course, but that doesn't mean that I have like I I know Ivy. Listen, you're on thin ice, and I'll remind you that I'm a pirate, and a mutiny can happen at any time. I gl I glare at her, and then I look back to the crew, and I'm like, "Do you think we could bribe them with like something, like fake? Um, <laughs> Who's got something a... weird that we can pretend is worth something?" This is a little bit tense, so like, tied um some waters is pure, uh, like accumulating around Tide's oh, no. eye sockets and like oh, little no. dribbles are going down the, the oh, cheeks. No. Uh, apparently someone we've brought into our home doesn't really like us. You know, that's rough. So are, are right, that's crying? just yeah, a little constant stream. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's what, that's what uh, Denise says. It's like, looks at Ivy and says, are they, are they crying? I think they're a little stressed out. Do we have anything on this ship that could like be is bribable or can I just like woo? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Do are either of those options available? But oh. what's on this ship that's like bribeworthy? Uh -huh. Um so as Denise is kind of looking at this, um and, and sees tied, uh she kind of looks back and says all right listen um maybe y'all can pretend to be like prisoners or something hot okay <laughs> uh is there hmm are you are you willing to impersonate one of your your previous void legion people maybe to confuse the force that someone would be out here i mean I guess people don't know I've defected yet, so I could technically still be myself. It would be more fun, I say, tears still going down <laughs> my cheeks. Um, uh, if, if you confuse them more, you know? Uh, are, are you okay? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Just, um, no, I'm sad, but yes. Oh, okay, I'm... Is, is that is that is that my fault or are you just sad in general? Things are tense. Um, I don't see a reason to to hide that. Um, Honestly, probably both. Well, then I am going to uh, tell them that I have captured this ship and then taking it to inspection. You seem nervous. Do you want? Do you want someone else to do it? Ivy seems really good at lying. <laughs> is that I? Is that true, Ivy? Are you good at lying? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that's in my top five skill sets, but like, <laughs> out of five skills, out of five skills, <laughs> what is what is lying? Is lying like heart? Is lying <laughs> daring? Um, I mean, I feel like it's daring, possibly, and I have a negative one in daring. So if it is, that would not. Oh, maybe be. it's wit. Maybe it's wit. Maybe it's, um, yeah. I, I would. One, so I, I would say for like for 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 lying for these purposes. I mean, because it's like kind of a lying thing. Um, it's it's not like necessarily a specific role. I think it just depends on how you swing it. 
like I could picture you doing this like where you're trying to entice the guards or you can just do a defying disaster. I'd be okay with doing trying to defy disaster with this. Okay. I feel like this is a potential disaster. Okay. Uh, what do you... So I f it sounds to me like you get to pick your approach to defying disaster mm -hmm. here um, and you can use any of your uh, tools, daring, grace, heart, wit, or spirit, but it has to make sense. Like, you can't just use daring, which is might, endurance, courage, and then just lie. Because what kind of might is that? Okay, I'm going to go with wit. Okay. So you roll your two six-sided dice and um, add your wit number. Ooh, okay. I got 12 then. 12. Okay, you do it with style. Um... Is there anything you have in mind to say? I'm happy to stand behind you on the screen with, like, tears. Yes. I mean, that might yeah. be convincing. <laughs> I, would, I would like Ty to stand behind me for emotional impact, because I feel like who not many people can stand up to tears, so Ty can be my... Just in terms of, I've been captured, I'm sad about it. <laughs> like... Like, we, we have, we are successfully captured, like, look at our woes, look at the tears coming down our face, we are defeated, <laughs> we are crumpled, <laughs> let us, let us through with these prisoners. Okay. Denise is very impressed by this display, and <laughs> you get a string on her. Hey! So, yeah. So, as a reminder, you can use your string to influence a person later on. Either to, like, figure out, find out what it will take to get them to do something that you want them to do. Or, you know, add a, one to your role against them. Or, add, or subtract or, like, affect their role so that it's more or less successful. So, you can, like, do a whole bunch of stuff with that. So, now you have a string on Denise. And you, you pass on through. Um... Why don't we do another one? Who wants to roll this time? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I got an eight. An eight? So on an eight, you're asked to fulfill an obligation or an, under local customs. What about it is inconvenient or uncomfortable? In the end, are you glad you participated? What local custom would make y'all feel uncomfortable? We'll do this one together. Uh, my first instinct for Braxo was monogamy, so uh, <laughs> that's probably not helpful. <laughs> I mean, let's roll with it, okay? So maybe, maybe um, to fulfill an obligation under local married? customs, it's no, no. <laughs> um... Hmm, what, I mean, what even local custom would you be asked to fulfill? We can discuss a marriage in every episode. <laughs> um, so close to you, Holling. We'll have to, we'll have to have a real one by the end. I'm very determined to have someone be, like, you Holling by the end of this. <laughs> I was saying, because Braxo is a scoundrel with a, with a woman in every port, so. Mm, that's totally but fair. We could be asked to attend a wedding. <laughs> you could be asked to attend a wedding, and perhaps at the wedding, it is it is local custom for you to meet with a matchmaker and put in your information for them to go and try to find you a partner. So you have to enter the registry. 
Unintentionally catfish someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am six foot eleven. <laughs> uh, I think Tide is a little bit mystified. Um, this is a, a wild idea of how to uh, connect with others across a long distance. So, curious and slightly open minded, but very mystified. Great. So how how do you are you in the end are you glad that you participated? No, because when I started um I gave like the the physical descriptions based on my beast form. Uh that's a slightly more natural form for me and I got um a lot of uh pushback from the matchmaker I'd say when I started describing it. I'm not sure how tall my beast form is allowed to be, but I'm thinking 10 to 20 feet uh, tall stone being. Um, I love it. Be as large as your heart's content. All right, then 17 to 20 feet, I'd say, and um, solid stone. I no longer have a face. Uh, wait, what? what's wrong? It looks like something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think despite her best efforts, Braxo is input into the system exactly as she is and is oh, no. supported. <laughs> yeah, the, the match the matchmaker is no, is uh, known for like just being like, uh-huh, and then writing down the actual like right your actual height. <laughs> they they put they put down commitment phobic and that hurt <laughs> that hurt her feelings. Space pirate. <laughs> Space pirate commitment phobic. Ivy, how are you feeling about this? I'm feeling okay. I'm more like, will the matchmaker tell me that me and Denise are a good pairing or if I will get my heart broken <laughs> by our captain? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very invested in my first relationship. <laughs> so, so you are putting in your information? Yes. Do you ask the matchmaker if, like, about the match, about you and Denise, or you're just, like, hoping for the best at this point? I'm going to ask. I'm more curious and cautious. <laughs> okay. Uh, Denise Denise filled in her forms earlier in the day and, and put them in because uh, she is someone who uh, is a joiner. So she <laughs> so she, she already completed that task and is off drinking somewhere. Um, and so the matchmaker looks over um, your two uh, different, like, you know, forms, I guess, your profiles, and um, they say, I mean, you've picked, you've really picked someone who needs a lot of work, my friends. Are you willing to do that work? Maybe. I mean, if you want, like, if you've, if you've already picked your matches in this group, like, we can just get you married today. Like, is that what you want? Oh, we need, we need marriages. <laughs> I, I think that's a little aggressive for this stage that we're we're in right now but thank you for that for that option mm, okay well we'll keep your information on file thank you Ooh, um tide would also want to ask if the matchmaker has ever encountered any other mountains sure um the matchmaker uh who is this uh 
seems like a very sedentary being, spends a lot of time like sitting in chairs and it like their body is kind of formed to like be comfortable in a chair. And, but they say, they also seem like very like warm. Like it's like, oh, like they seem like kind of friendly. They like have these like, like curly hair tied and like these little poofs on both sides of their heads. Um, and they're like an interesting mix of like old and young at the same time. And uh, this matchmaker um, looks at you tied and says, uh, you know, I'll have to check, but I haven't seen many apparently mountain people around. Um, just, just mountains, not mountain people. No, mountain, no, excuse me. Um, then, yeah, um, like, I mean, listen, our records go back, like, you know, at least 400 years because we've been, <laughs> you know, needing to do this to keep our population up. Tide uh, laughs a little at the idea of that being a long time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're, we're, um, there's a chance, but, uh, recently, you, you know, the, the planets around here don't really have a lot of space for mountains. They're pretty small. So, um, maybe there's a small mountain out there for you. We'll keep an eye out. Are you looking for a mountain? Uh, not in terms of, um, a romantic match, but I am curious if there are others uh, exploring right now in this region. Thank you. Aw, oh, sweetie. I am sure you will find your your companion soon. That's, I'm not... Okay, thank you. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> congratulations. So you did it, um, and now you're traveling through space again. Um, you know, for the sake of time a little bit, I think... Um, we're gonna move into, let's say that y'all move into, um, and make your way to, uh, Samea. So you've made your way there after, you know, a couple of interesting events in independent space. So, uh, the sexy freedom plant, uh, finds, um, it's, it's it, like docks at the galactic port that kind of, um, rotates, like is in orbit around the planet Samea. Um, uh, along with a number of different ships, uh, some impressive, some not, um, or no, most of them are all like, I mean, they're, they're just ships. Um, one of them you do recognize or, uh, Captain Denise recognize, recognizes as the Void Legion ship. Um, and she kind of says, oh, that's, um, that, that's a high level ship right there. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> should we blow it up? Yeah, let's sneak in at some point. Uh, I mean, maybe just don't let me... I, I hope I don't know this person, essentially. But I mean, it'll, it, it, it might be fine. It might be fine, right. You know, we're, we're supposed to be brave, so I will, I'll be brave. I will be brave here. And Definitely sabotage some is so fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm used to having a plan, so this is odd for me. There We're is a plan right now. Be gay, do crime. <laughs> okay, be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime. Be gay. Is there a like, plan we need? The, the, the good plan. crime. <laughs> yes, good crime. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as y'all are getting off the ship, um, 
Captain Denise, who is muttering to this to herself, uh, mutters, "Be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime. Be gay." And she goes and she uh, takes Ivy's hand, like a "Be gay, do crime." <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, yes. How are you feeling about this? I'm excited. My first relationship. <laughs> um, would you like to give a string over to Denise? Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to take a string. Excellent. So you make it to the, to the planet surface. Um, you are going to this uh, fantastic event. And um, uh, as the people of Samea are known for uh, their love of showing off, the tourney is being held in a glass building. Uh, with three floors, um, all the walls, uh, all of the structure, every single floor and wall is made out of glass. Um, but as you approach it, it actually seems to be fairly sound. Uh, the, everything, all the glass is like three feet thick. So seems pretty reliable at the moment. Um, uh, that there is um, a lot of people milling about. <laughs> there are a lot of people milling about um, of all of all sorts and very impressive uh, number of, it's like almost like a bit of a, a fashion show, like a tourney fashion show, because the people here um, have prepared for this tourney. It's more like kind of an art form and a performance event. You see like these like people like, for example, and like you, you like you've heard about some of these people from the Haven, like with your studies and things like that. People like uh, Carthaga the Omnipresent, this like massive woman with like shoulders like, the size of like your head and it's just like she's like all muscle and like has these like has like one braid tied tightly down her back um and she carries this um very impressive looking like rectangular sword uh and then there are people like um Nena Hemena who is you know like smaller and quicker and she has this like and she's wearing like this all black outfit that is somehow like form-fitting but also seems to flow at the same time like with the way that she like moves also very flowy and interesting and it looks like she has um uh, like she has these like these like um holsters all up along her sides for different types of knives um and you just see this incredible set of people all with these like impressive looking where and like they're all gathering around and you hear the sounds of like people battling you see a registration table you even see like a section off to the side like and uh with arrows pointing up that say like third floor um independent battling independent dueling which is really a place for people who if they want to warm up or if they want to just get out a duel that's not part of the tourney can just fucking go for it so <laughs> It's really a p place for people to kind of gather and do all of this and all standing along the sides, like in the corners of this um, of this space and like along like the, the walls and things, almost as if they are um, these like part of the building itself are these people, these uh, Samaeans who ha are wearing these like kind of cloaks that are like this uh, sea blue green and like cover their like whole bodies and they're standing there. Um, but there's kind of like a weird sway to them, um, and uh, they seem to be emitting quite a bit of power as they are uh, holding the the water, the building in place on top of this kind of ocean 
So this is where you've entered. This is an event for the ages. So if y'all want to do any fashion changes in order to match, I uh, highly encourage y'all to do so and to tell me what you're wearing right now. <laughs> so Braxo is wearing their hair down and more <laughs> voluminous than anyone has ever seen it before. Um, atop this, she's wearing a sort of dashing, like lightly cocked, like sort of like pirate captain-y hat and is wearing like a leather jacket and like a black collared shirt and like way too many necklaces and very extremely tight pants and then lots and lots of anklets and no shoes. That's a move. I think Tide is also going to go the no shoes route. Um, some iridescent, uh, I just googled some fabrics real fast. Chiffon? Like a, a thin uh, kind of see-through material so you can see like, everyone can see like the stone of their body underneath. It's draped in um, arcs around them, not in any particularly normal like shirt, pants, dress kind of form, but just like draped to make uh, shapes around them. Cool. Uh, and I think they have a little bit of um, a flower somewhere on their chest as well that's starting to bloom. Pretty. Uh, Ivy is wearing like sh those like shiny black legging type things and also uh, black flats and then she has kind of like one of those tunic like a green kind of like tunic dress on where like you like you know the cuts on the side so you can still like see the leggings and everything and she has her sword strapped to her back fantastic oh right swords <laughs> <laughs> i do have one of those i mean the Thanks assumption at all times the assumption at all times is that you have your sword with you so yeah Braxo's wearing at least five belts, and one of them <laughs> ha in and one of them has like a very elaborate, like silvered, like rapier style saber. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I think okay. Tide has a back harness uh, for theirs, but it's subtle. Um, great. And Captain Denise is wearing like. It's very similar to, like, basically a militaristic kind of outfit, except maybe a little bit more jaunty, you know? Like, she's wearing these, like, like dark blue, like, long, like, straight fit, like, <laughs> straight fit, long fit pants, um, straight fit pants, and um, <laughs> she's wearing this kind of, like, this this button down that that matches the kind of tucks in. It's almost like it's a suit, except that the the jacket on top is like it's cropped at the waist, um, and it has like br like broader shoulders, and like so that's kind of the look that she, that uh, Captain Denise is going for. So that one is a little bit Revolutionary Girl Utena. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so so y'all enter this event, and there are a fantastic number of people here. What do y'all do? Uh, the person that was like wearing like a lot of knives, that was yes. Nena, Nena Jimena. Yes, Nena Jimena. I would like to use a move. 
which is called Lust at First Sight. <laughs> Boy, what does that mean? Tell me more. I, uh, I become smitten with someone I barely know, declaring my undying love and gifting them a string <laughs> on me. I now, I now take plus one forward to any act I think might impress them. <laughs> okay. So I would like to approach Nenhimena, uh give like an elaborate bow, and then like <laughs> flick out of my sleeve like an elaborate paper flower and give it to them. Oh. Be like, love, lovely to see you here. Do you have those just like stashed in your sleeve just in case? As as a scoundrel, yes. <laughs> Does that work for you often? <laughs> My heart is negative one, so probably not. <laughs> okay. So you so um so I so uh Nena now has a string on you and you can Nena now has a string on me and, and I have yeah. I am now smitten with someone I do not know. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But so I have you... plus one forward to anything, anything at all that I think might impress her. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you meet her. So you meet her with this flower, and she she um, looks at it and looks at you. She pulls a knife from her holster that's by your shoulder, and it's like this little small thing, like maybe like the size of, her, of like your palm. Like that's how big this like knife. That's how small this knife is, and she mm -hmm. kind of stabs enough of it into the flower to take it that way and lifts it up and looks at it on the knife. Hot. <laughs> and uh, she looks at you and he goes, and she goes, I don't believe I've stabbed you before. How do I know <laughs> you? Dang, this is a perfect Braxo fit. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Braxo. No, I've, I've never had that pleasure. <laughs> who might you be? I tend to like to know who I'm talking to before I let out their blood. Braxillerian Solar, former captain of the Freedom Sex Plants. Sexy Freedom Plant. I'm just a little tongue-tied, sorry. Wow, that sounds um, very rebellious. It is. It is. Well, are you here to participate in the tournaments? Of course, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Well, it'd be interesting to see you... Um... If we match up on the the dueling field. <laughs> that would be quite exciting. <laughs> um, she takes the flower off of her night, she was it away and says, Thanks for the paper cut. She walks away. <laughs> Guys, I'm in love again. <laughs> I mean, that one had more swords than the last one, so makes sense, Braxa. While this is happening, um, Ivy, uh, Captain Denise kind of leans into your shoulder and says, oh no, oh no, I know who the Void Legion person is. That's, that's my commander. That's oh, Francis. No. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Nenahimena is the- No, no, no. She, she's pointing over to okay. someone else, actually. Not <laughs> like, no. It's like, no, how many of us are going to fall in love with fascists? <laughs> <laughs> she uh, indicates with her head to um, a person who is, um, like, wearing this, like, 
like this deep black and somehow also like deep red cloak essentially um and underneath it you can see these like kind of shining red like leggings and then also there seems to be like a black tank top underneath it but she is also has the um void legion assigned uh laser blade at her side and um she is standing there and uh looking around the room with like this like with her chin in the air as if she's like surveying everything that or that uh she sees and um and uh, captain denise says yep that's uh that's my commander that's commander khan ivy what do i do ivy okay okay don't panic nobody nobody panic here i think maybe we should just quietly casually exit what we're leaving uh, we still have so much to do what about well, a disguise? I mean, I mean, maybe yes maybe we should get you a hat a very large hat a nice a nice disguise for you let's go shopping where um i'm gonna say based on who braxo is their uh, their closet is very full and you have all have full free reign thank you let's let's go back to the ship and put some of braxo's clothes on her and give her a new outfit so she okay. looks different okay okay all right okay um what so what what hat are you gonna put on her hmm, i feel like we need a large one to hide her face <laughs> or maybe like a, a fluffy sun hat or something just like that or a helmet of some kind Mm, helmet, I yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's in vogue around here, but like if a helmet wouldn't look super shady, that might be. Does Braxo have anything that covers the facial features? Uh Braxo does have one uh like elaborate sun hat that comes with a veil. Um Ooh, veil. So, yeah. Uh for for when she's doing her sort of widower bit. Um <laughs> but uh she has one, definitely. But, uh, so, uh, there's also a very large cowboy hat of different, in different colors. Probably please, a top hat. Is the sun hat with the veil, um, and please, please, is it all black? Yes. Hell it's, yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's for the wit. it's, I just said it was for my widower bit. I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Let, let's, let's see, let's her in that we have a widower on the team yes (laughs) amazing you you put this this hat on on the captain and uh she is like you think this will work i think if we change your full outfit to dramatic widow garb let's does does braxo have like a very dramatic gown or something to go with the hat (laughs) yes there's a there's a floor length gown with an extremely high slit because you still need to be able to fight should the the sort of con go wrong. Um, mm. And it's also very low cut. Jet black, yeah, but know. like the sleeves go down to your fingertips too. Mm. Oh my. Excellent. Let's let's put Denise in that whole outfit so she is, looks different. I'm gonna guess a uh, built-in sword holster too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now, now Denise is wearing something else. So, I mean, I think that's, all we can do at the moment besides try to like avoid the captain too and just have her in that outfit and i will be her guide she will just will just go around together yep um as you're doing all of this uh denise is going to ask you um ivy um 
Have you ever like, what has been your connection to like authority? Like, have you ever had a, like a complicated relationship with someone above you? Is this is this your way of telling me that that's your ex girlfriend? Uh, no comment. Oh no. <laughs> Um, I mean, I have always been with this particular crew. They're they're my family. Um, so I mean, we have complicated relationships that like family does, but not in a way that might be, you know, romantically complicated. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's like family, that's like, why would you want to? But yes, because I view them as family. So it, it never got to be like that. But I would understand how that could happen in other situations. Okay, well, um, let's just hope that they don't find me, because this is going to get really, really awkward really, really fast. I, no matter what happens, I will, I will stick with you, and we will figure it out. Thank you. Tide, what are you up to? Uh, I definitely want to co-talk with Karthaga the Omnipresent. Um, that person seems extremely cool, uh... Okay, um, Karthaga ha is, um, standing next to, uh, one of the, uh, du I can call them dueling pits, I've decided. So, uh, is standing next to one of the dueling pits, um, and, uh, they seem to be, uh, warming up, kind of, uh, stretching, like, their many, many, many muscles, and, uh, swooshing around the sword, and staring across the other side of, uh, the ring, at um, that at uh, their soon-to-be opponent, which is this um, very actually another very muscly individual, um, albeit you know a little smaller than Carthaga because holy crap, Carthaga is very large. Um, but uh, this the other individual, uh, she is um, like also like almost wearing like a bodybuilder jumper. You know what I mean? And um, it has like this, and seems to be like doing a lot of like kind of like warm up jumps um, and kind of warming up and like shaking off their arms and stuff like that. And Garthaga is like staring them down. Okay, I'm staying um, sword width away, but I am going to uh, move my my hand to try to catch Garthaga's attention. Hello, uh, your muscles are magnificent. Thank you. Do you have time to chat about the tourney? Must fight. Talk. Mm. Who, who you? Uh, uh, I am tied. First time at a tourney before. Seems like you're, um, you understand what's going on here. Um. Yes. Fight a lot. Mm, mm. Good luck out there. Uh, thank you. Again, uh, muscles, magnificent. Uh, I work hard for my muscles. Yeah. Muscles not easy to hold onto. Definitely, definitely not. Muscles don't grow from trees. Well, I've seen some pretty buff dryads before, um, but I get what you're saying. 
do dryads grow muscles? Yeah, from trees. They can. Well, I mean, they, from mm, yes, yes. Uh, never seen one. Yeah, I think they're born the the eastern regions. Oh. Okay, I fight now. Take care. <laughs> she beat she... them up. <laughs> yeah, they uh they jump into the um into into the pit when the as they land in uh, the sand on the ground like puffs up like at the at the at the weight at the weight of them and uh yeah it's very impressive dueling. Um, yeah, Tide's gonna stay and watch for sure. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, okay, well, uh, as the three of you find yourselves uh, engaging with and dealing with and discovering your quarries in um, <laughs> the, in the uh, fencing tourney here on Samea, I think we're going to uh, call this um, a little break in the story uh, for the end of the hour, this first session of Gameplay Radio. So yeah, we made it to the end of the hour. Woo. Yay. <laughs> how are y'all feeling, feeling about everything? It's a lot so of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to try and use a smitten and then I, that thing where I'm instantly smitten and I was like, oh dang. A lady with too many knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um I'm excited to uh, start incorporating more beast aspects to Tide, um, like in terms of showing uh, emotion that would normally not be okay, which I think will mostly be them like bawling. Oh, so, like, bawling? I don't think they're gonna get angry about much, but yeah, I definitely think they're gonna cry a lot. Oh, oh, bawling. <laughs> You know, it could happen. We'll see. We'll see all of the all of the intriguing things that could happen in uh, the next episode of the game of Thirsty Sword Lesbians with uh, the crew from Tor um, here on Gameplay Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, so stay tuned next week for more of this excitement. Uh, I'm having a great time explaining everything. Uh, if you um, ever want to listen back to our previous episodes or learn more about what Tora does, check out the interview and the pregame that they did in January uh, on uh, the Gameplay Radio archives, which can be found on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or really anywhere that you find podcasts. So go and check that out. Um, follow uh, the fantastic Tor team at Tor Books basically anywhere. Um, I think that's right. Is that right? Yep. Head nods. Okay. Um, so follow them, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.